98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government denies that a drop in Hong Kong's population is due to emigration. Another man is arrested over the 2019 Yunlong mob attacks and three appeal court judges slammed the Department of Justice over a wrongful conviction in a drug trafficking case. Official figures show Hong Kong's population fell by 87,000 people over the past year, or about 1.2%, to just over 7.39 million. As Priscilla Ng reports, the government said the drop doesn't necessarily mean people have emigrated to other places. In a statement, the government said the 1.2% population drop from mid-2020 to mid-2021 can be attributed to a natural decrease, whereby the number of deaths was higher than the number of births. Another reason, authorities said, was a net outflow of Hong Kong residents, with 89,200 people having left the SAR and only 13,900 coming to the territory. Officials blamed the COVID-19 pandemic and stringent border restrictions for deterring people, such as one-way permit holders, foreign domestic helpers, students and workers, from coming to Hong Kong. A government spokesman added that the figures did not necessarily indicate a high level of emigration. Net movement, which includes the movement of Hong Kong residents into and out of Hong Kong for various purposes, including work and study, is conceptually different from immigration and emigration, the spokesman said. He added that as an international city, Hong Kong's population has always been mobile. According to the Mandatory Provident Fund's latest annual report, more than $6.5 billion worth of funds had been withdrawn from April 2020 to March this year by people who claimed they'd be leaving Hong Kong permanently. The figure is 27% higher than the previous financial year and the highest on record. The police say they've arrested a 63-year-old man in Tin Soi Wai in connection with the mob violence at Yunlong MTR station on July the 21st, 2019. A fourth spokesman said the man was being held on suspicion of rioting and conspiracy to wound with intent. Dozens of people were injured when thugs clad in white T-shirts attacked bystanders and passengers inside the MTR station. Police have so far arrested more than 60 people in connection with the case. The district court recently jailed seven of the attackers for up to seven years. The Department of Justice says it will follow up and take appropriate action after it came under a scathing attack by three Court of Appeal judges for allowing a manifest injustice to take place in a drugs trafficking case that saw a man wrongly convicted and jailed. Francis Sitt reports. Mark Akin was 20-year-old in 2016 when he allowed a former colleague to use his home address to receive a parcel from Brazil. He never even sold a package, which contained around a kilogram of cocaine. However, on his arrest, he was persuaded by a law clerk to plead guilty, only changing his mind when he found out that a law firm had been recommended by the brother of his colleague. Charges against the colleague were dropped. A jury in 2019 still found Mr. Mark guilty, and he was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Explaining their decision to overturn the verdict, the judges said the case did not reflect well on lawyers, prosecutors or the legal system, and raised serious questions if future miscarriages of justice are to be avoided. They question how a person with serious criminal convictions was hired as a law clerk and put in a position to advise Mr Ma, and they said prosecutors seemed more interested in the guilty plea than the circumstances in which it was made. 
Members of the League of Social Democrats say they will keep on campaigning for social justice. Dixon Chow, a vice chairman of the party, made the comments amid reports that protest organiser the Civil Human Rights Front will officially disband at a meeting tomorrow after police launched a national security investigation. Speaking at a protest outside the central government's liaison office to demand the release of dissidents held on the mainland, Mr Chow declined to comment on the reports. He said the League would carry on its work. The government and the press controlled by the party and keep on criticizing different groups or parties or individuals. They are just, um, those parties and individuals are just fighting for their own rights and citizens' rights. I don't think there's any reason that um, we should disband ourselves or lay low. So we will keep on to uh, speak out. The weather forecast mainly cloudy with a few showers. More showers with thunderstorms tomorrow morning, but sunny periods later on. Temperatures in the region of 27 to 32 degrees. The outlook, occasional showers over the weekend with sunny periods and a few showers next week. Currently 29 degrees Celsius, humidity 80%. You're listening to RTHK, the time's exactly five minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has announced that RTHK will televise at least 70 hours of the Tokyo Paralympics live. The public broadcaster was denied the broadcasting rights to the Summer Olympics, but at a flag presentation ceremony for the Paralympians, Mrs Lam said the government has purchased the rights this time and RTHK will also broadcast the opening and closing ceremonies. The Paralympics start on the 24th of this month and 24 athletes will represent Hong Kong in eight sports. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung has dismissed suggestions that foreign businesses will leave Hong Kong when the SAR adopts the mainland's anti-sanctions law. Mr Chung pointed to the example of threats of sanctions and counter-sanctions between Donald Trump's administration in Washington and the European Union. He said the spat didn't cause any company to move its operations. The lawmaker said the anti-sanctions law would make foreign governments think twice about imposing sanctions. A lot of the business sector will think we are just sitting in the middle. What can we do? Uh, whether we should listen to the foreign government or listen to the Hong Kong government or the central government. It, it's a very tough situation if that happened. But whether that will easily happen, it's not that easy. If the foreign government have a weapon, now we also have a weapon. The nation's top legislative body is expected to debate extending the anti-sanctions law later this month. The Department of Health says a man was given two BioNTech jabs by mistake at a community vaccination centre in Tun Mun. It said it was notified of the incident yesterday and the 66-year-old has been admitted to hospital. Infectious disease specialist Andrew Wong says the man may experience more side effects, such as pain in the arm, but he will still need to receive a third dose in 21 days. It's higher than usual, but it's not super dose, so... Um uh, but whether that would translate into more adverse reaction in this man, we need to observe. The second dose for um, most people, it is for booster effect. So it is to make the immune response uh, lasting longer. And so it's still needed despite this man having the double dose on the first day. The hospital authority will allow fully vaccinated people to visit family members staying in 12 acute and specialist hospitals starting next Wednesday. But a patient's rights group has questioned if the jab requirement is necessary, as Violet Wong reports. The hospital authority says the hospitals, including Rajanji Hospital, North District Hospital and Children's Hospital, will soon get in touch with patients' families to arrange one-on-one visits up to twice a week. 
that they must have received their second COVID jab at least 14 days before the visit. The arrangement will only apply to patients who have stayed in the facilities for more than a week. Right now, visits to all acute facilities are banned, while visitors can visit patients at 26 non-acute facilities around town with a negative COVID test result and a health declaration form. The hospital authority says different requirements are needed when visits are extended to acute hospitals. It says it wants to minimize the infection risk of patients and staff because of the huge volume of service and people movement there. The chairman of Hong Kong Patients Voices, Alex Lam, welcomed the move, but doesn't think the vaccination requirement is necessary. Considering a person who receives vaccination may still be able to get infected, I don't see why the HA does not accept persons who are able to produce negative test certificate for visitation purpose. Mr. Lam said it could be unfair to patients' families who cannot get the jab because of their own health conditions, pointing out that they should be able to visit their families with a negative test result. The authority said, if successful, the arrangement would be extended to bigger acute hospitals such as Queen Mary Hospital at the end of the month. Health authorities reported five imported COVID cases today involving people who flew in from Switzerland, South Korea, Thailand, and Singapore. Four of them tested positive for the L452R mutant strain. Police have arrested a man for allegedly abusing and killing rabbits and mice to perform voodoo rituals. Natalie Ching reports. Officers said the 19-year-old was arrested on suspicion of cruelty to animals after they received reports about a social media account which claimed that a fortune teller could perform voodoo tricks to help make clients' dreams come true for a charge of up to twenty thousand dollars. The social media account also showed pictures of dissected animals and a dagger that appeared to be stained with blood. The police said. When the suspect was arrested, a rabbit and five white mice were found in his backpack. The animals did not seem to be injured and had been handed over to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals for examination. The offense of animal cruelty carries a maximum sentence of up to three years in jail and a fine of two hundred thousand dollars. Police Inspector Chen Wenjing said officers are investigating whether anyone had incited the suspect to commit animal cruelty, and that further arrests may be made. Hundreds of visitors flocked to the convention and exhibition centre today for the opening of the food expo. Last year's expo was cancelled due to the pandemic, and safety precautions mean sample tastings are off the menu this time around. While some say it's a bit disappointing, others told RTHK it's an understandable measure. It's a big disappointment for people coming here because they like to try on the spot, but、uh, this year they don't have such chance. In the past couple of years. We can actually taste the food for free, but you can't do so in this year. But safety is more important. I think it's also a okay things because now we have a COVID-19, so I think this is a protection for us. So I think it's okay. Hopefully next year、um, the food tasting will be back and try more new different types of food. Right now Hong Kong is quite safe.、Um, the the cases are actually quite low, so I think more large events will boost the economy. And it will encourage people to come out more and use more money as well. To business news, the MTR Corporation has returned to the black in the first half of this year, posting a net profit of 2.67 billion dollars. It's declared an interim dividend of 25 cents per share. 
The corporation says that thanks to an easing of social distancing measures, patronage increased in the first half by 16.7% to $646 million, and its shopping mall businesses also saw improvements. However, the company's finance director, Herbert Hoy, says business still hasn't returned to pre-pandemic levels. What will be the key driver and game-changer for, for the situation? It will really much depend on the cross-boundary reopening because that will help us in terms of bringing in the visitor revenue on one hand and also helping us on the non-fair revenue side. Swire Pacific says its interim losses shrunk by 90% to $792 million thanks to strong performances by its Coca-Cola and property divisions as well as reduced losses from Cathay Pacific. The group also announced that its current chairman, Merlin Swire, will step down from his post to become a non-executive director. He will be succeeded later this month by the current chairman of Swire Properties, Guy Bradley. Shares of Swire Pacific finished about 1% higher, while those of Swire Properties fell 1.8%. China will enact new laws on national security, technology, innovation, monopolies and education, as well as in areas involving foreigners, according to new guidelines published by the Communist Party's top decision-making body. The announcement signals that a crackdown on various industries will continue through the year. The blueprint also laid out directives for the prevention and resolution of social conflicts as it reiterated an order for officials to nip conflicts in the bud. China recently unveiled sweeping new regulations for a range of industries that have rattled investors. A former pop star from South Korea has been jailed for three years for arranging prostitutes and gambling. The BBC's Laura Bicker has more details. Sungri was once a member of one of the best-selling boy bands in the world, the K-pop group Big Bang. Now he's facing three years in prison after being found guilty of all nine charges against him, including arranging prostitutes for investors in his business, embezzling funds and illicit gambling. The police investigation into the singer also uncovered a sex and drug scandal at a nightclub affiliated with the 30-year-old. The scandal eventually embroiled a number of former stars and personnel within one of the biggest K-pop management firms, YG Entertainment. An Olympic champion from Japan is to get a new gold medal after the mayor of her home city bit the original award. The BBC's Michael Bristow has that story. Neil Goto won gold at the Tokyo Games as part of the Japanese women's softball team. To celebrate her achievement, a reception was held involving the mayor of Nagoya, where she's from. During the event, he pulled down his Covid mask and bit on the prize medal, which had been hung around his neck. The mayor apologised, saying he'd acted on impulse and had sullied a symbol of hard work. He's been widely criticised on social media for being unhygienic and showing a lack of respect to the athlete, who'll now get a replacement medal. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government denies that a drop in Hong Kong's population is due to emigration. Another man is arrested over the 2019 Yunlong mob attacks and three appeal court judges slammed the Department of Justice over a wrongful conviction in a drug trafficking case. The news from RTHK. RTHK.
Search the clouds for a star to guide us. By some chance you find Big hit from the 60s, so big in fact that a number of bands covered it. On this occasion, that was the Johnny Man Singers with Up, Up and Away. Back to our request, this one for Chuck. Good morning to you over in Arkansas. A slice of Marty Robbins and El Paso. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina Music would play and Ferdinand would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell My love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing With wicked Felina, the girl that I love So in anger I challenged his right for the love of this maiden Down with his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat The handsome young stranger lay dead on the floor Out through the back door of roses I ran Out where the horses were tied I caught a good one, it looked like it could run Up on its back and away I did ride Just as fast as I could From the West Texas town of El Paso Out to the badlands of New Mexico Back in El Paso my life would be worthless Everything's gone in life, nothing is left It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden My love is stronger than my fear of death I saddled up and away I did go Riding alone in the dark 